Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. was Les Roberts at Sellers Park obviously very frustrated with what went on uh, as are all we have got Matt Flusk Dave Downey Paddy Boylan with me uh, Paddy is only one place to start really mate the red carpet Dominic Carver-Lewin as it stands going to miss three games coming up uh, I think two of them will be Premier League games one will be the replay um, I think it's absolutely ridiculous and I'm staggered he's been given a red card where are you on it? Yeah ludicrous decision we're just looking through the rules then and it has to endanger the safety or use excessive brutality towards an opposition player. I don't think it does either of those two things. You can slow it down, you can watch every replay you want. I don't even really think he makes contact. Kind of brushes past the Palace player. For, for me, it's just... It, it's arguably not a foul. If it is a foul, it's a yellow card. And I, 
struggling to see how they ended up with that decision really Dave you were shaking your head a bit there do you not really agree no I don't agree um, not just for the sake of it but I think you go you get your and, and this I, I think we've spoken about this in the past this season about when someone puts a foul in these are so strict on you having your, your, your studs up when you put your foot anywhere near anybody but he does make contact the lad's gone down which I think if it happens the other way we rightly want our player to do to try and get someone sent off obviously that's regardless of what happens but I, firstly I don't think he needs to make the challenge as well in that position I think it's where he is just quite a ridiculous thing to do they've got you the ball criticised if he doesn't make the challenge I, no I think that, I think that's a valid question I do think that's a valid question and look I wouldn't be saying this if he won the ball greatly and then we go forward and score but I, I think he does win the ball and it's it's different stars. It's well. He traps the ball between the stars. He wins it clean. He doesn't. He, you lads are ripping me apart here. I don't think he needs to do it. Firstly, and then secondly, when he does, and there's contact made to that lad's uh, shin or whatever it is, his calf, whatever Sock. it is. So yeah, any sort of contact like that, all four of us sat here know what's about to come. We can sit here all night saying how ludicrous, how ludicrous it is to have those decisions in the in the game, the way the the way the judge. He goes back. He's been told to go back. Comes back. Nice square hands. Gets sent off. We know that's going to happen. He does. That's what frustrates me a lot about that happening. It shouldn't happen. It shouldn't be the thing about it. But it did, and he knows that. The only reason it happens is because of an intervention from somebody that's nowhere near the ground that's watching on a screen somewhere else. The referee's right next to it and doesn't give a even a foul. He's been told to look at it, but I'm, I'm looking at the, the rules. Does it endanger the safety of a player? I don't think it does because there's, there's no contact really. And is, that, is that put forward in any contact though? In, in context though, Paddy, because you can say that's a decision, but you can't watch every single one saying that's that, that's that, and it's 50 50. They don't define, they're not defined, are they? Yeah, you have to. If, if the on field decision is no foul, no card, then you have to find something material that changes the mind of the official and that leads us to this decision. The only reason it's given is because somebody in Stockley Park or wherever it is refers it to the screen and then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because the, the official looks at the screen and has, been, has effectively been told this is a red card I need to give a red card in can't turn this one it, down it, it's, still, it, it, it's still not a red card is, is there excessive brutality there's no excessive brutality is there excessive force there's no excessive force I don't know how it's a foul I, I don't know how it's a red card and for, for me it's scandalous I, I, I don't see how it can be given uh, Matt how do you feel about it? Much the same as Paddy. Um, it's not out of control. He's basically on the deck. One of his legs is tucked so far behind him it might as well be up his ass. Like his studs might be showing, but he's not led with his studs. Like if you look at the way he actually shops the ball, he sees the ball coming towards the player. He slid in to intercept the ball before it gets to the man and shop it between his legs, which is exactly what he's done. It's a fantastic interception. It's a good challenge. It's not even a foul. And we had an FA licensed referee sat with us tonight. And I, don't, I think he won't mind me saying, he's got very frustrated with our very partisan shouts over the past few weeks about the conduct of referees. Even he was sat there with his mouth agape at that decision. And he told us he thinks it's going to be overturned on appeal. It's, it's just, it's completely baffling. And Sean Dyche said a couple of weeks ago about, I think it was about the handball, the Onana one. When the referees are sent to the screen, Paddy said it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Just once, it would be nice to see one of them go to the screen and go, now, I'm the man on the field, I'm going to keep it my decision, 
like I'm not gonna let some nerds in a computer room in the middle of the country tell me I've done it wrong after 1500 replays he was stood there on the field there was uh, the assistant referees as well not one of them's flagged not one of them's even signaled for a foul and he wasn't exactly unsighted he can't exactly say oh I didn't see it at all but now I've seen it on a replay that's a red he's just been completely like press ganged into this decision and I think if you were to put a true serum in him right now this very moment in time and say do you think that was a red card even still you'd probably go no no I think you're right I, I, I totally agree with that. I think, you, I, think, I think what you've all said about as soon as it goes to the screen, it's almost like any referee who goes against the screen now is going to be a big story in itself. Like, I, oh, did you watch the game the other night? The first game, which nobody was watching. Well, actually, this referee got told to go to the screen, and he didn't go to the screen. Well, he, he didn't give the decision that went on screen. But like, it, it, like you mentioned before, Matt, about the Alan one against Newcastle a couple of years ago. And I remember saying to, to Moses when we did the post-match podcast after that, like, I, I could kind of understand why that one got given because that was like a proper desperate lunge. And it was, you know, it probably wasn't a red car, but he, he lunges a bit. a lack of control. Yeah, yeah. He, he, that one was out of control, wasn't it? Like, there's nothing about that tackle on Carver-Lewin tonight that indicated that he, that he was out of control. Like, listen, if you want to give a foul because he's brushed the lad with one of his studs on his sock, as you said there, then, you know, then fine, it, 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 might, it might be a foul. But I think to, to, to give that as a red card when he's he's not lunged in, he, he sort of goes in, takes the ball with his, with his foot behind him. The one the one on top of it sort of comes over the top of it, and he catches Klein a, a little bit. Isn't it a clear and obvious error, by the way? Well, no, it's, it's not, is it? Like, like it, it's the same as in some senses. Like, it's it's obviously much more devastating to us because we might lose for three games now. Yeah. But it's similar to that Gomez one, isn't it? The other weekend Spurs, but you look at that and think, is does that warrant? a referee to oh, sorry a VAR to get involved and say this is such a bad decision that you need to overturn it like the Spurs one I think I said at the time was maybe I probably thought it was 55-45 a foul at the time I think, it's, I think it's probably just a foul that tonight it's like it's, I think it's probably like 70-30 in our favour not a foul <laughs> and you're still interfering saying to send them off it's, it's just mad do you think he's in control the reaction of the opposition players is always telling. Well, Will Hughes is basically laughing, wasn't he? They're all just shrugging their shoulders. Was he actually laughing? No, nobody's remonstrating with the officials because Joachim I don't Anderson, think they even think it's a foul. Joachim Anderson is sort of giggling to Carl Lewin and then Will Hughes comes over to him and like sort of goes... It's like it's like it's like the uh, it's like the Gary Lineker look on Paul Gascoigne's losing the pot and I'll be like, mm, not sure about that. Have a word here, like you know, it's it's, it's like sort of embarrassed the thing. Look, what what I'm saying about it is, I'm not trying to go back on what I said. It's 
I'm trying to do this in regards to what the game is these days. You'll see, you'll see easier than that. You'll see tackles that aren't anywhere near as bad as that. And I'm not saying it is a bad tackle where people will still get sent off. I'm looking that through the eyes of what they're going to do there. As soon as that goes to, he gets told to go look at it. We know it's off. The point I'm making in regard to him, firstly, I don't think he needs to do what he did. Yeah, it is him. What's what's going to happen when he wins it? Well, he wins the ball back, and we nearly have really score. And well, I mean, no, he's, I yeah, but what I'm saying is, he's on his deck. He's not getting open, scoring, is he? That's let's, let's be realistic here. If you watch that move itself, he's gone back to win the ball. Great, it's an Everton way. We'd all be screaming. All of our crowd there, Les, who's done that, be jumping up and down, saying, "Brilliant! That's what you want your striker to do. Work as hard as you possibly can all game." I just think there's a little bit more naivety that you could have in a situation like that. I'm not saying I'm not saying he should not be making tackles up front. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying be a little bit of aware what the situation is, the context of what it is. You putting your foot up off the ground in a situation where Everton really don't need to win that ball. I, I, I totally disagree. Like I, I, I don't think that's a player getting frustrated or angry or, or lunging in or anything like that. I, I think I think it's an honest tackle to try and win the ball, and you know it's it, it might be a foul. But it's 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 a hundred percent not a red card. They're, they're, like like Paddy said, look at the rules. What the, you know, if you, if you saw Dermot Gallagher after this game going through it on Sky, be like, well, the rules say this, this, and this. The rules in this instance are nothing like that. Like we, I remember we were watching this, watching this. It's on the screen now, Paddy, and we were saying. We were saying at the time. We were saying at the. T- we were saying at the. T- we were saying at the time. Like Carvalhoon does really well there. Like the ball hits his back. He comes back. He wins the ball and he gives it to somebody. And we have, we have a decent chance to score. Like at no point in any of that did we go. We dived in there or, or Ooh, that's a foul or it's a bit risky. At any point. No, I, I don't think anybody did. And the big surprise is that somebody a million miles away decides to intervene I'm someone about a metre away from me here as well and David <laughs> I'm going to get absolute pelters for this by the way opinions and opinions I'm saying why I think he's gone because of the way we are today you can see why he's created a situation where there's a decision to be made do we therefore trust these people we've just we've just sat here slagging off referees VAR you don't you don't do it then it doesn't happen and I'm not saying that I don't want him to do it but you have to have in your mind that if this goes a bit dodgy if I'm making this a 50-50 decision for some twat up in where is it Stoke or something yeah you're making, you're making him make <laughs> you are making a decision for them and in the history of it since it came along has that ever been trustworthy no so that's why I'm saying he, he doesn't have to do it I know I'm going to get slated and I've already been done by you three anyway but that's that's the that's <laughs> that's the perspective I'm, I'm trying to stick with do you get what I mean I do I do get what you mean like you're not you're not criticising the player are you you're basically saying the game's gone and the players need to adjust for these stupid decisions that are happening but I, will, I won't just ask this to you, I'm not singing you out, I'll ask it to all three years. Do you think that gets given as a red card if it's Tarkovsky who does it instead of Cavalier? It's an excellent question, to be fair, because then you're, you keep saying that word context, you're saying a centre-back there who throws himself at everything and is a top-class defender. He gets a yellow card. That's what I think. That's, that's, that's an excellent question. That's a problem, I think. Because a red card should be a red card. Whoever's doing it, whatever it is on the pitch. Well, they looked at that and gone, strike his tackle. Yeah, get him off. I, I, I just think it's a, a massive fuck up. Like I, I don't, I don't think there's, you know, there might be people on, like, 
I'm sure this this thinking it's a, like conspiracy against those, it's corrupt, etc., etc. Like I just think I, I I just think what's happened is that they've seen Cavaloon's foot was a bit high, and they said he's come and look at this, and like Paddy said, the dominoes fall. Then as soon as they say he's come and look at this, it's it's you know you know it all self fulfills. It's be given as a red yeah. from the from the point at which the referee is sent to the screen. That's a red card. And it's almost as though somebody's gone. You need to give this. I mean, that in some senses, like that, the VAR call to say, "Come and look at this," is more important than what the referee actually well, decides well, on the well, field. Well, I would ask, what is the point in the on-field referee? It was like with the linesman at Spurs, wasn't it? The linesman didn't give a thing with the Gomez. Similar. Do you know what I mean? You've got a referee not making a decision. You've got a linesman not making a decision, but yet it gets overturned. I, I understand that's what the absolute fuck up in all of it is. Again, repeat myself, I won't say it again, but he's aware of this more than any of us there in what the fuck-up is with football, like Matt said there, the way in which the game has just gone. Dominic Calvert-Loon's aware of that, and I just, I feel, and harsh as it sounds, I feel, and it's a moment of a situation, isn't it, but I feel as if you're thinking I'm going to go down here with my studs up in an area where it's not a desperate place I need to try and win this ball. Do I therefore, and in a split split second you've got, do I do this? Well, no, that's all I'm saying. I was in favour of VAR because I felt as though the referees needed help too you mean much. Originally, here? Too, yeah. originally, too much was going on within the game for them to adjudicate totally by themselves. They they needed eyes in the back of the head to to come to every decision they needed. But can any of us look at tonight and think that VAR has helped with how that game was officiated tonight? The, the, the only thing it's done is make things worse. It's, it's complicated yeah. matters. And, and, and I think that goes for most of the games I've watched in recent months. Yeah, I mean, that is a real say. If that still happened from a ref with no VAR, I'd have been fuming that he got sent off. That's no, but that's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying about why the, it's the context. Is that the sound of Dave backtracking? No, I've worded this, this appallingly. I've worded this appallingly. I'd go down as a broadcaster in the last fucking ten years. But do you understand what I mean? Please, do you understand what I mean? Do you understand, Matt? I know you're looking not, at me with not, your eyes. Not really. It's just like, I just think it's an awful decision. Like, he gets a straight red. Even from the twat on there now, rather than going to VAR, I'm sitting there. At the very least, that's dodgy. That. I think I'd be less annoyed if it was a straight red and it got overturned because at least then they would have looked at it and gone, well, actually, his foot is a bit high, but there's no malice, there's no endangering the opponent. And VAR looks at it in slow motion, and, not slow motion, sees it a few times and then goes, actually, that's probably a bit harsh, you know, it should be a yellow. Those set them off, but you know the referee ultimately, I think, has got it spot on with his original decision. And Vars come in and gone. You know I mean, what, what would it take for a, for an official to go and look at that screen and not change the mind? Like, would they have to like cleanly win the ball, with no contact whatsoever? And they go, actually, I think I think it might not be a red card. Like, you know, what yeah. what, what, what are we doing here with this? No, that, that's an excellent point, and I think I do remember from once it happened. I think it was like actually went into the headlines that it actually happens. You're spot on about that. I think. You know, it just takes referee out of complete context and control in the match, doesn't it? Therefore, what do you think happens with it? Just in a general question, it's not going to get any difference, is it? They're not going to take, and they might as well, people have said it already, haven't they? Take refs off the pitch and just do it all from VAR. Well, I mean, hopefully, I'm sure that's an appeal, imagine. I think the big shame here is that we end up talking yet again about officiating. Yeah. 
like we should be talking about the football, football the 90 minutes everything that played out and not much happens we've no but we want to be talking about yeah, football course, don't we in, in, in principle we want to be talking about Dan Juma and, and his impact on the first half we want to be talking about whether for, for argument's sake Beto should come in for Calvert-Lewin these are the interesting <laughs> these are the interesting things that we, we want to be discussing in should football should Beto have had a penalty maybe well, well, I, I, I think he, he no. maybe no, should have done if we're going by what happened on Monday night, any 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 contact is a foul, apparently. So I suppose by law of what I was just talking about then, then he should get a penalty, shouldn't he? Some of the shit that I've just been coming out with. But the question I wanted to ask the lads there, aside from um, what happened with Calvert-Lewin, which is the main talking point, that that lineup I thought was, I, I didn't understand it to be honest with you. That he's gone all out to get through in an FA Cup when. The league's far more important. This is going back to the Fulham type of thing we were arguing about here, Matt. Now it feels even worse that we've got a replay coming up. We've got McNeil looks like he's out potentially out for the season. You're Calvert Lewin out for three consecutive games. You know, I'm not saying fucking hell yeah, that shows you you know you, you deserve what you get now. But that's the situation we're in, isn't it? And how, how difficult that feels now. And, and you've got I think it's just after Villa when they come to Goodison, isn't it? Yeah. That midweek come up to us and before we go to Fulham. Shot ourselves in the foot. The emotional part of me, though, Matt, is like, I kind of want to get them back to Goodison and, and smash them everywhere now. It's like, oh, yeah. again, and Dave's being very logical there, but like, after feeling like we've been wrong and, you know, watching us, I, and I think we were the better team. Like, it wouldn't surprise me there. It's easy to say, but we were in the ascendancy at that point in the game when Dom gets sent off. We were, we were the dominant team. We were creating chances. It felt like we could have won that in normal time if, if that red card didn't happen. I do kind of want to get them back to Goodison beat them and, and try and have a crack at this competition now yeah we, we were all over them just before the red card like they barely even had a touch in our final third and then that happens and I, I lent over to you to say and I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it like after that first half I was like to be honest I'd rather lose here than have a replay because this is dire but now absolutely I want to get them back to Goodison kick their heads off the park win about 4-0 <laughs> and two foot the referee for good measure <laughs> what's his name Kavanagh Every team again. They're all just the saying. We won our only ever uh, game since 1999. By the way, do you not re- remember that? That was, that was, that was a COVID blatant penalty ever. The irony of that is he got sent to look at that with VAR when who uh, tries to score a couple of tries to score it chips over um, Trent Alexander Arnold, doesn't he? And then he gives us the pen. That was that twat. I mean, you said blatant. That was an obvious penalty. Even the books. Paddy, how do you feel about that in, in general performance-wise? You know, I think Brampoist had another good game, didn't he? As, as, as we always say now. Um, Dan June was good, I think, for the first 30. We faded a little bit. Um, but we might have to see a lot more of him now after what happened with McNeil, might we? I thought they were all right. Like you say, on top before the red card. Without ever really looking like they were going to capitalise on any one of the chances, and I, I suppose that's been a familiar theme now for, for quite a while for Everton, creating chances but not really looking like scoring. Um, Dan Juma bright for the first thirty or so, as you say. Uh, I thought Jared Branthwaite more or less throughout was impeccable, and for for a youngster like him, a twenty-one-year-old as he is, to just be in the right place all the time, to be to be there to snuff out danger and to clear crosses that come in. 
I think I think that's a real testament to his maturity in the game, his game savvy, how he how he plays football. Um, so great from him again. Um, I do think there's a lack of cutting edge in the team at the moment, and I do think certain players, particularly in wide areas, are looking tired. Dwight McNeil and Jack Harrison again tried really hard, but lacked any kind of threat in the final third. And that's probably why you don't really want to have a replay, do you? Like the, the best case scenario here is a result within the 90 minutes and for Everton not to have another game in January. Um, but as it happens, there will be another match now. And my concern is you've got a replay on top of an injury to a key player in Dwight McNeil on top of a red card to Calvert-Lewin and a, a thin squad is going to be stretched th- further. And this is in a period where we kind of felt as though Everton would have a bit of a breather. They'd have a couple of weeks between the Aston Villa game on the 14th and Fulham, I think it was, on the 30th. Two, two and a bit week, weeks to kind of get back in tune and to get, to get players back fit. Now it looks like there's going to be another game thrown in and a few more kind of injuries and spent suspensions are thrown on top of that. So a little bit of concern there with a view to the rest of the season. I still, I still think the Premier League is the bread and butter at the end of the day. And after the 10-point deduction, if Everton's going to do anything this season, it's just going to be purely to stay in the Premier League. So um, I think those hopes have t- taken a dent tonight um, in a number of different ways. And that goes beyond yeah. the performance for me. Yeah, it's less about the performance yeah. and more about the ramifications of what's happening. I feel happened. good about the performance because like, they yeah, came into that after four yeah. defeats. You know, we still we're still missing our best outfield player in Decore. Like, and uh, listen, after, with 15 minutes to go there, they could have easily just sunk and conceded, lost one 0 but out, and we forget all about it. And we're all, and, you know, and I know, like you know, you, you Dave might have, might have preferred that to be out, be out of it, but you know, that, no, but that, that that competitive spirit sort of came through. Then, like you know, when Palace went at 11 men compared to our 10. Did they have a chance, really, in the game? Time, nine? Yeah. Well, we had nine, didn't we, for a bit, didn't we, as well? Yeah. Like, we, we snuffed them out really well. And, you know, I fancy just to beat them in the replay. And, listen, being in the FA Cup, as much as it's horrible, like, you know, looking at the league position and where we are, I still think it's a good thing. And, you know, it's still good to think about Wembley. still think about us winning a trophy, even though things are tough at the moment. Uh, go on, Matt. And it's chuck a great big dollop of positivity into this. Yes. Now the dust is all settled, we've got another cup game at Goodison Park under the lights. Yeah. Someone said there was a chance that we wouldn't have another one of them. So we got one more. Can I throw one more thing? Is Branthwaite might have played his last ever game for Everton today. Why? <laughs> Get sold now, can't he? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. You can delete that at the end, man. Can you edit that so Mike then comes second? <laughs> <laughs> Gonna leave it in. <laughs> on, do, do, do you start them against Palace when they come over again? Yes. In this amount of games. Yeah, he's, he's 21 years old. He's, he's a sensor arm. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> pissed all over them tonight. Sensor arms can play 400 games in a row without getting tired. Well, the Jordan Pickle got a rest tonight. I went for Virginia, by the way. I thought yeah. he, was, he was absolutely fine, wasn't right. he? Yeah. He was good. Did everything he needed to, and probably a little bit more. I, I think the defence on the whole played very well. You consider Coleman, Mikalenko, and the two centre backs. Restricted Palace to basically a few long shots from Eze. 
didn't have a sniff really, has it? Did he? Didn't compared, have a shot from compared, compared, to, compared to the 3-2 um, game. I, I, I thought he was the best player on the pitch in the 3-2 game, and by quite some distance. Yeah. And here, like, he didn't seem to make any kind of breakthrough in the final third. Diving again. He <laughs> was diving again, Matt. I wasn't going to bring that up. Who's this? As a got up for diving again. But I, I, I thought. Really that as well. He's all fat, no shit. <laughs> there is a little bit. There is there is some style over substance, admittedly. He's very Billy Letterhoff. I've had a pint. <laughs> he's he's a little bit quicker than Billy Letterhoff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, where was, where was he say as well? He's, he's injured. But but quite a lot of us around the table are quicker than Billy Letterhoff. So that, that, that's something. I, I thought Everton dealt with him dealt with him pretty well. In fairness, particularly Onana on the defensive side. Um, and of course they restricted Palace to, to very little if, if anyone was going to go on and win the game uh, nil-nil and 11 apiece it was going to be Everton Everton had the better chances but the game obviously turns after the red card and from then on it's about preserving the draw I suppose and getting Palace back to, to Goodison I still think it's a game that Everton could do without particularly given what we've had tonight in terms of injuries and suspensions. Um, but it's better than going out altogether, I suppose. Um, let's see what happens. I think there are some positives in there, particularly with Branthwaite and, and uh, Tarkovsky. Will we know our opponents by the time the replay comes on? Yes. And that's when all hell breaks loose on these podcasts, isn't it? When we start finding out that we've got Chelsea away or someone like that, I'll, I'll never be gutted that we're still in a cup competition. Oh, you've like, changed. Like, you've changed. I, 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 you know, they dug in and battled tonight. You can't. You know, it, it, it means a lot to these lads clearly because the way they played. Yeah, like performance you know. was fine, not a problem. With performance. I actually was going to say after Paddy there, I thought Onana oh, had his best game for a while. For what, what, very what, diff- what's very worse for us there, hanging on for a nil-nil draw or conceding at the last minute and going out? They deserve credit for that, don't they? Yeah. And it. Yeah. it, it it was a very no, typical Sean Dyche away from home performance, yeah, I, f- I, f- I felt. And, and I mean that in a positive sense in terms of the grit, the determination, the ability to defend the penalty area and not see many chances in the game. All those kind of things, Everton did well. And like I said, I think they had the better chances in the game too. So it, it, it's not the end of the world, but, but, but I, I, I still think that yeah. we're in the... When we look back at tonight, we're not going to be talking about the game, the 90 yeah. minutes that, that's played out. We're going to be talking about Calvert-Lewin's suspension and what looks like a bad injury to, to Dwight McNeil. I think those things could hurt Everton long term. That, that point that you sort of made, or you know, when you didn't go full head with it, but that extra game, to me, is a bit of a nightmare. And if we won after that as well. How many games do you have to win to get to the final? Six, is it? Seven? Well, you're going to have to win the third we're, round now. We're one point above the relegation zone. The team below us has got a game in hand. You tell me what's the priority? Eight. It's five, five rounds for the final, so six games. We'll have well, to answer that question. What's the priority when you're well, one point above the side and you've got a game in hand? I look at us and in real terms, we're 11 points ahead of them. Come Where on. we are, aren't we? We're just not going to have them. We're not going to get back, are we? What do you think, Paddy? Do you think we get 10 points back? I think, I think we'd be very surprised if they got 10 well, points Well, no, back. in real terms, we are 11 points ahead of them. But it, like, look, look at that and think... Over the course of another, like what is it, eighteen games left? Oh, no, we'll, we'll, we should pull away from them because we've proven ourselves mm-hmm. a much better football team. This, like, literally this season than they are. We were eight points ahead of them, weren't we? A couple of weeks ago, yeah. they've got a game in Hanford. The shocking thing that happened to the lad they've got at Bournemouth. 
they would have played that game again they win it to go above us in the bottom three it's not in our hands to stay up I, I can't I know we've got loads of games left and all that but those ten points are still fucking huge and there's no doubt in everybody's mind all of us as fans I don't care what anybody says they're going to be in Dice's mind they're going to be in the players' mind he's going to use it positively I think as we've mentioned in, in the past he's going to use it for everybody to say right you know we've got to get out we've got to win this game back against the wall stuff and all of that but I tell you what, talking about cup competitions, I get Fulham as we've argued about because it was a semi, it was going to be a semi-final. This right now in a third round, an extra replay. Who knows who we get in the? So in do you the think we should have kicked one into our own net in the last minute? <laughs> not, come on, let, let, let's be sensible. No, but you, you're saying it's such a, like a massive, a massive detriment for us. Like, what should they have done? I'm saying what's more important. So they should have kicked one in their own net. I'm saying do that, Matt. I'm saying you know, say we go and beat Palace at home, and then we get. I don't know, fucking down the road FC and play them in the fourth round and go through to the last 16. I'm supporting Evan. I'm not sitting in that game thinking, I want us out, I want us out, I want us out. But in my opinion... You're worrying about... The, yeah, exactly. And in my opinion, the worst outcome of that game has happened. Add to that, the striker we've got is out for three games. McNeil looks like his leg's still a palace on his way home. You know, what, what, what could be worse than what's happened there? Well, the players and managers clearly don't think that. Otherwise, they would have kicked one into their own net in the last minute, wouldn't they? Obviously not. I, I know. I know what you're trying to say to me and trying to. They wouldn't have fought as impossible. hard as they did in the last ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're trying to do to me. Yeah, in terms. I'm, I'm, I'm being genuine. <laughs> if going out of the cup competition, if Sean Dyche thought going out of the cup competition was the, the best thing for us, why didn't he just just concede at the end? Because he's obviously not thinking that he's a football manager. He wants to win every game. I want us to win every game. It's, it does sound like you do. <laughs> it's, look, mate, I, I was crying my eyes out when Onana comes up with that ridiculous penalty against Fulham. I will do the exact same if that happens when Palace come to, to Goodison. That, Keep him off that, penalty. <laughs> but that doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't change me being the exact same blue as I was for sitting here. What does is, is what happens when we're one point. Last two years, we had to fucking do something ridiculous to stay, quite ridiculous to stay in the Premier League. I want to be sitting here in April saying to the lads, all right, we're still in the FA Cup there, let's all go and party, let's not be asked what's going on in the league. That's not Everton, no, that's not the way we had it. I, I, sorry, Paddy, I'll come to you now, but I, I, just, I just can't worry about a team that we've been 11 points better than in the first half of the season. But we're not, we're one point better than them. That's the reality, that's we're where we are. We're getting the 10 points back. They've, they've changed the process. They've put in a new process now that compresses the entire hearing appeal, blah, 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 between now and the end of the football financial season, which is the 1st of June, when they had the ball meeting, they transferred the shares from the relegated clubs to the promoted clubs. Because they've changed the entire process, they're basically going to shit the case and go, right, Evan, get the points back. We're going to suspend six. And if they do it again next season, they lose six. We're getting them back. How can you do that in spite of what everyone behind, around us because is going to say? Can't. We're going you to can't treat Nottingham Forest different to they treated us two months ago. That would be insane. But they, they can't punish us in this season for something that happened two years ago what? and then punish Forest this season for something that happened last season. Yes, but if you're a club that stayed up and that comes back and Everton get that to the nth degree you can look at and take... They just turn around to them and say, like the same with Leeds. Leeds have gone down. They've clarified they've the process. They're process still trying to... Well, yeah, good the, process. No, lads. But I'm talking about, look at what happened there when people are talking about the Leeds are trying to sue us and all this shit. The How far are they going to go back? That's the thing. They changed the process now, so they only go back to last season and apply the points this season. That's the new regime they just announced. That's why they said the article was what, two weeks from now, we'll know if we're getting hit again, Forest, blah, blah, blah. But that will be decided by the end of this season. They're compressing it all. 
Whereas we were punished for something that happened two years ago this season. So they're going to give us some backs to spend until next season. Otherwise, there's going to be high court challenges all over the place. Yeah, but what if you're a team like Luton there? Who's, who, what? The best bottom three side I've seen, Ross Barkley's turned into an Iniesta. No, what I'm saying is if that happens, Everton get those points back and that turns it round and then it means Luton have gone down at the expense of us getting our points back. Do they not have a decision then? They can't. They, they just can't say, "Hang on, look, we've just gone down." That will finish 17th by virtue of the points coming back, which you we know won't. What I mean? If they were to go yeah. down via that, via us getting points back, mm. surely they have a case to, to change that. They have oh, a case to say, "You've got to go and start the season that's, again." That's the Premier League's fault for yeah. letting the cat out of the bag, and I, I don't think it stopped at Everton. If let, let's say, for arguments like Nottingham Forest have done this season, and then their appeal is heard after the end of the season, as as is likely. Then, then, then I think that opens up a massive can of worms as well. Not to do super hard football chat, but the timeline says the appeal's heard before the end of May. So yeah. the start of June is when they have the board meeting, when the relegated teams transfer their shares in the yeah. company. So that's the deadline for them. Yeah, but the, the season finishes around. I yeah. can't remember off the top of my head, but 18, 19. Yeah. But the, and time, then, but the, the, the timeline is so the appeal is heard before they are officially relegated, yeah. which is the 1st of June. But after the end of the season, which yeah. causes an issue with regards oh, to yeah, the so integrity, the integrity, integrity exactly, of the competition. Exactly. Um, they fucked it. They fucked it. So, so I, I do think there is an issue with the procedure here and the way the Premier League have handled it. But my point was going to be that I think it's still scandalous for me that we're talking about a team that took 26 points in its own right in the first half of the season. Yeah. Extrapolate that out over the course of a full year, a full season, and that's 52 points. I mean, to me, that's probably about eighth in the table, give, give or take. It's still scandalous that we're talking about how important a replay is going to be, yeah. how important an injury to Calvert Lewin or a suspension to, to uh, a, a suspension to <laughs> yeah. to uh, uh, Calvert Lewin and an injury to Dwight McNeil. They are going to be. Um, I think that's a crying shame for, for this group of players because they deserve more. I think the manager deserves more. There have been tangible signs of progress. What I would say is if, if Everton play in the same way in the second half of the season as they did in the first, they'll be just fine. The concern is what happens if, if you strip loads of players out and, and something does change. And that was my fear about tonight with, with McNeil and, and Calvert-Lewin. And it's, it's what happens if this team changes substantially, if key, key figures are stripped out and we, we more or less have to fashion a new team. Um, I suppose there are some positives with with Virginia's performance, with Brantwaite's performance, with um, with Dan Juma's performance. Um, but like I say, I, I don't think we'll be focusing on the football really. I, th I think everything will be about what happened, more or less in decision making sense and, and with an injury. Well, Matt and Dave sounded like two barristers then, didn't they? Going at it. It's a lot of the pitch stuff. Listen, we don't. We've done 35 minutes plus Les there on a, a nil-nil, so we'll leave it there. Um, so you haven't told us what you think, Matt. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I think we'll be fine. Like, we'll, we've been 11 points better than Luton in the first half of the season. We'll be better than them in the second half of the season. Like, yeah, we'll on be the sound. way to Wembley, are we, as well? Yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll remind you of this when we're in Wembley uh, for a semi-final or a final. Um, you get your tweet ready like you did about me after what happened with Fulham. Well, you should get yours ready for me. <laughs> <laughs> we get all the way yeah. there. Have a night out. Yeah. Uh, listen, we'll leave it there. Cheers to Matt, Dave and Paddy and to Les at Celeste Park as well. That's been a much longer than anticipated 
post-match podcast for Everton nil, Crystal Palace nil. Uh, we'll do it again in about 10 days. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week building up to the game against Aston Villa. Uh, second in the league, bring them on. Uh, up the top of the East, we'll speak to you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.